Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to WGWG.org. My name is Stephanie Flores Fuentes. Welcome to Insert Subject Here, or ISH, as I like to call it. ISH is a segment in this radio that covers popular news subjects and takes a closer look at the data in regards to said subjects. I am so happy to be back, listeners. There's nothing like an unexpected head cold and allergy season to really knock you off your rhythm. But thankfully, I'm back and ready to go once again. Today, we will be doing a subject twofer of sorts, just for the fact that they go hand in hand. So today, we will be talking about sunscreen and skin cancer. And boy, do we have a lot to cover. So let's hop into some music before we get down into the details. I think a good place to start the conversation about sunscreen is to first talk about why it is needed. A quick fun fact about your skin. It is the largest organ in your body, so it makes sense that you have to take care of it. Our skin has many roles for our well-being. It regulates our temperature, prevents water loss, protects us from environmental factors, stores water and fat, among other qualities. There are three main layers that make up our skin. From top to bottom, we have the epidermis, the dermis, and the subcutaneous fat layer. The epidermis is the outermost layer that we are most familiar with, and it is mostly made up of four to five layers of epithelial cells. The outermost layer of our epidermis is called the stratum corneum, and this layer sheds due to exposure to natural wear and tear. When cells are shed from this layer, they are replaced by cells produced in lower layers of the skin and they are pushed up. It is an ongoing cycle of replacement. Then, a little further down, we have melanocytes. Melanocytes are cells that produce melanin, which of course have an effect on skin pigmentation. Exposure to the sun's UV rays makes the upper layers of the skin send out a chemical for more melanin to be produced in your melanocytes, and that's how your tanning occurs. This melanin that was produced acts like a shield to protect your DNA from damage that can be caused by the sun. People with darker skin produce more melanin. However, this is not an excuse not to put on sunscreen. Through sun exposure, your skin can be compromised. This can lead to wrinkles, and when your skin really takes a beating, there can be DNA damage which, of course, can lead to skin cancer. According to the CDC, skin cancer is the most common form of cancer in the United States. Between 2011 and 2015, California, Florida, New York, Pennsylvania, and Texas reported 129,151 cases of melanoma of the skin, which, of course, leads to the question, What are the main kinds of skin cancer? The two most common forms of skin cancer, according to the American Cancer Society, are basal and squamous cell cancers. Basal cell carcinoma is the most common skin cancer overall. It occurs when the basal cells in your epidermis are compromised and lead to uncontrolled growths or lesions. According to skincancer.org, Basal cell carcinoma usually looks like red patches or open sores. It rarely spreads from the original tumor site. However, there are cases where they spread to other areas of the body. 
So what can we do to protect ourselves from skin cancer? Some key things are trying to limit your sun exposure, avoiding tanning beds at all costs, and of course, physical barriers. By physical barriers, I mean clothes, hats, sunglasses, and of course, sunscreen. I know that this section was a lot of information to take in, so let's take a break and listen to some music before we move on to the subject on sunscreen here on WGWG.org. Welcome back, listeners. After all that talk about skin and skin cancer, we can finally talk about sunscreen. <laughs> sunscreen is an absolute must, even in winter. It is an important part of skin cancer prevention, but it can be a bit tricky out there. So let me help you navigate the field a little bit. There are two main kinds of sunscreen. We have physical and chemical sunscreens. Physical sunscreens usually contain titanium dioxide or zinc oxide. This type of sunscreen works by reflecting UV rays so that they are not absorbed into the skin. Chemical sunscreens, on the other hand, work by absorbing UV rays and converting them to heat. Physical sunscreens tend to be thicker, and there are some formulations that leave what is commonly called in the beauty community as white cast. White cast is what happens when a sunscreen doesn't really want to blend into your skin. This usually leaves a film on top of your skin, and it is a real problem out there for people of color who want to buy sunscreen for day-to-day -day use. Chemical sunscreens sink into your skin more quickly, but because their reaction to UV rays is to produce heat, they might not be the best way to go for those who have very sensitive skin, like those who have rosacea. It might take a while to find the best sunscreen for you, but they are definitely worth it. There are even some sunscreens out there that are part physical and part chemical for those looking for a happy medium. Some of you might be thinking, okay, great, but I still don't quite understand what SPF means. No worries, friends, I've got you covered. SPF is short for sun protection factor, and it is essentially a measure of how long someone can stay out in the sun without burning. However, it is important to note that this measure only takes into consideration UVV rays, not UVA rays. The SPF number correlates with how much UVV rays hit your skin. According to skincancer.org, SPF 30 lets approximately 3% of UVV rays through to hit your skin, while SPF 50 lets through 2% of UVB rays. I know that this might seem like a very small difference, but for some people, it's really important to have more protection, especially if their skin is very sensitive to the sun. To quote the website, ideally, with SPF 30, it would take you 30 times longer to burn than if you weren't wearing any sunscreen. Some people may then leap to the idea that you'll be fine as long as you pick up the highest SPF sunscreen on the shelf and move on, but that's not always the right instinct. People who gravitate towards sunscreens with high SPF usually run the risk of thinking that they're completely fine applying once, but that's not really the case. Sunscreen wears off and it really has to be reapplied. 
And it is also important to take into consideration when the sun's peak hours are and avoid them in order to limit yourself to UVV rays. Reapplying approximately two tablespoons every two hours is recommended, and it should be applied 30 minutes before sun exposure. You also can't solely rely on advertised SPF numbers. There are some sunscreens out there that have not met the SPF number that is advertised on their product. According to a CVS 2018 article, Consumer Reports found that of the 73 products tested, 24 were found to have less than half of their labeled SPF number. Now, before we close up for the day, there is also one more thing that is a must in terms of finding the best sunscreen for you. Please avoid these two chemicals in your search, oxybenzone and octinosate. These two chemicals might also be labeled in some sunscreens as benzophenone 3 and octomethylcyanamate. These two little buds are going to be banned in Hawaii by 2021. A study in 2015 found that these chemicals have led to bleaching in a coral reef, which is a major part of the marine ecosystem. If you want to avoid these chemicals, or if you are planning to go out into the ocean this summer, please consider looking for sunscreens that are labeled reef safe. This has been Insert Subject here. If you have any questions or comments, please send an email to info at wgwg.org. My name is Stephanie Flores Fuentes. Thank you for listening.